a miracle. At UGP. Are you ready for a miracle? With UGP. Oh, radio is here to you. We're going to learn something new. Are you ready for a miracle? At UGP. My goodness, my head is killing me. I was sitting there, watched a Philip Marlowe movie, ate a grilled cheese sandwich. Then we moved over and watched. Uh, come on. Then we watched the Cowboy game. And as I stood up to come in here and get ready for the show, <clears throat> my head just started pounding. Oh my goodness! I hope I can go the show. I don't know how long I'll be able to do this. I took the migraine medicine that they give me. Uh, Thank God I don't have to do that very often, but wow. So I'm trying to put my thoughts together here, everybody. I was going to cancel tonight because our church had a big um, concert in conjunction with Texas Wesleyan University, my alma mater. But ever since I I had to cancel Tuesday's show that I was doing with Agador and canceling 
uh, Thursday's show, I figured it probably wouldn't be good to do another show cancellation. But uh, who knew? So we have a ban on talking about the Cowboy game. Uh, I've seen the first quarter. It's not pretty. <laughs> Everybody in Periscope, if you're looking, this is Olive. Uh, her name is A-H-L-I-V-E, my latest adoptee from the Pugs, DFW Pug Rescue. We're going to be attending Pugoween, her and I, and Hendon, who's in another room right now. And um, anyway, she is a beautiful little girl. She can see. Look at this. Huh? <laughs> That's one of the first pugs I've ever had. No, it is the first pug I've ever had that can see and hear. And is potty trained. Thank you, DFW Pug Rescue, for giving me one like that for a change. And uh, what'd you do your nails there? So anyway, this is Olive. She's pretty. I should have gone. I know, Mary. I should have. <laughs> but uh, isn't she pretty? Look, you got green hearts to match your uh, green collar there. How about that? Hey, uh, Asahi Muhugal. Muhugal? All right. Welcome. All right. So tonight's going to be a weird show, Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that, uh, uh, the, uh, going to be a weird show. We're, we're going to have some guests tonight. All right. Uh, and I, I think it's six thirty. we will have, let me see what, how do I pronounce that name again? Oops. It turned off. Hold on a second. Let me get it back on here. And it, I don't want to say it future danger. All right. If you go to Twitter, he's fut- at future danger six. And I don't know what the six stands for. And uh, and thank you. <laughs> you probably don't want to meet me. I'm really boring when I'm not on the radio. FutureDanger.com is his website. And he will be joining us to talk about election fraud, I hope, and the election being rigged, maybe. He's got some insider knowledge. He's, if you go to his website, it's kind of a prepper page. You're on Skype back. Good. Uh, it's kind of a, a prepper page, Doomsday, uh, Alex Jones, all rolled up into one. I haven't chased down a lot of stories on there, but I have checked a few, and they're not wackadoodle stories. They're new stories, just like I would pull up and talk to you about, uh, most of them. So uh, we're going to talk to him, see what he has to say, and uh, he's going to tell us about his website. Now, he can't be doing everything wrong. He's only been on Twitter a year, and he's already got about 10,000 followers, and his website ranks 30,000 in the entire United States. So, I mean, you think about how many zillions of websites are out there. Uh, 30,000 ain't bad. Yep, I was just noticing that. Same color as, uh, as Olive here. <laughs> and, um, so, the, then after we talk with, with um, Mr. Danger, then we will have the unpleasant blind guy, and I'm saying it that way so that the exceptional conservative can learn how to say it. And <laughs> the Agadorable himself will come on, and we will be talking about uh, – well, we were going to be talking about the debates, but I imagine that's beyond. So we'll talk about whatever Agador wants to talk about, and I'll last as long as I can. Hopefully this medicine will kick in and uh, – Okay, now, if you're going to come here and talk like that, I have to get rid of you, Frosty. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you one more chance. We don't talk nasty like that. Not to Santa. I'll put you on the bad list. And we've got a lot of homeschoolers that watch this show. 
and that's just not appropriate. So I'll give Frosty one more chance. Maybe it was the magical hat that made you think like that. This is my latest adoptee. Her name's Olive, um, and I'm back up to six. Uh, and by the way, River is doing fantastic in her new home. Got a squeaky toy in her own bed and her own position, and she's fitting in with the other dogs, so she's super excited. And I got some pictures they sent me. I'll try and put them in the hopper. You guys can't see it, but on blogtalkradio.com slash undergroundprofessor, you can see the show, and we have a chat room there as well, and you can talk to those. Um, I am neither pro-Hillary nor pro-Trump. I am disgusted with everybody running. I'm, I'm not for any of the candidates. Not for Jill, not for, uh, what's his name, uh, the libertarian that, uh, that's running. I forget his name now. I never remember names anyway, but I think, uh, I think it's pretty sad. Gary Johnson, thank you. actually had a guy at work on Saturday, uh, which I'm pretty sure is not an arch conservative, uh, and uh, uh, came – and we were sitting there. I was eating a taquito from Waterburger. And for you people who don't have Waterburger in your states, all I can say is sell everything, move to Texas, jettison your progressive ways, become a Texan, and start eating Waterburger because that's how come we're all so good down here in Texas and conservative. <laughs> and and uh, so the uh, uh, I was eating a taquito, and he looks over at me and goes, how come you didn't run? <laughs> I said, excuse me? He said, how come you didn't run for president? We need someone like you to run for president. <laughs> At, uh, in and out. Ugh, ugh, in and out. At, uh, not a big fan of in and out. My daughter worked there for a while. I never really cared for the jungle burger or whatever that was uh, that I had. But to be fair, I only had one burger in in and out, and that was because my daughter worked there, and I went in there to... Um, to have one for solidarity for my daughter's sake. At, um, but uh, I'm a big Waterburger fan. Let me see here. Ann's here. Hey, Ann from Southern Sense. Um, this is a two-and-a-half-year-old beard. Ann from Southern Sense, Southern Sense Talk Radio. You can find her on Blog Talk as well. She's got a fantastic show. For some reason, her show doesn't like my phone. It keeps kicking me off. <laughs> and, uh, and yet for... For everybody, uh, thank you so much for everybody's prayers. I, I've been in ICU for the last week. Since Tuesday after work, I, I went to the emergency room, and they moved us up to ICU in the cardiac step-down unit. And my mom, uh, they thought she had congestive heart failure. They thought the stents she had put in October failed. They had all kinds of thoughts and theories, liver problems, gallbladder problems. She had extreme pain up here in her chest. I'm sad to say that my mom is banned from my house now. She's never allowed to come here again because it turns out that what it was, and I, I'm not 100% subscriber to this, but I'm starting to move towards it. Uh, I'm starting to see that maybe there's something to it. But she was up in Utah with my, uh, my oldest daughter and her dog, Piper. Look at that. There's Olive, huh? There's my Olive girl. Yeah. There she is. <laughs> and she spent a lot of time with my daughter's um, beautiful little dog, Piper, and thank you, in an, a Jeep while they drove around and looked at nature and in the house and whatnot. Well, they think that she's allergic 
uh, we know she's allergic to dogs, and she usually breaks out and hides and things, but they think this is what happened this time. And she couldn't, uh, she couldn't breathe, super chest pains. I'd never seen my mom in pain like that. And my mom's a little Marine, okay? I mean, she takes pain like you can't believe. She's high tolerance for pain, and she's not a whiner about this stuff, and she was flat out looking like she was going to die. And uh, so, uh, like I said, I'm not 100% sure that it was allergies. Anaphylactic shock, that word never came up, Ann, but I don't know why it didn't. Um, And I don't know what they're going to do about it. It ran its course. Her pain went away without them doing anything other than giving her a lot of morphine. Let me tell you the kind of pain she was in. My mom's five foot tall and maybe 150 pounds or so. Um, uh, Maybe a little more, but I'm certainly not going to say that on the air. (laughs) She's 75. She was given two millimeters of, of morphine that you think, Oh, she's five foot four. Okay, my sister's telling me she's five foot four. So they gave her two milliliters, uh, millimeters, not liters, meters of, of, of morphine, and she laughed at it. It did nothing for the pain. They had to come back and give her two more. So a tiny little woman like that with four millimeters of morphine, which would have put me down. Okay, I mean, put me down big. I know I've had a lot of morphine in my life, with all the injuries I've had and whatnot. So. She was in some serious pain, and uh, and all that did was manage to get her not to hurt like hell. It, it didn't help. It didn't stop, and she couldn't sleep, so they still had to give her additional medications and whatnot. So that's what they're saying. We're going to see if it happens again. If it happens again, uh, and she's not around dogs, then we have to look at maybe something else. Uh, she is back home. I got her home Friday afternoon. And, uh, and here's a kicker. I'd show up at work Saturday, and my boss says, did you get a doctor's note? <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking, what the hell? Not, is your mom okay? It's, did you get a doctor's note? I said, I've been in ICU all week. And it, doctors weren't mine. They were my mom's. I was taking care of my mom. And they're like, well, you should have asked the doctor for a note. And I was like, well, it wasn't on my mind. I, I was more worried about my mom dying than uh, than anything else. And she's a pretty good boss, but I don't think it was really her. I think it was above her. Oh, no, King, you buried your dad last week. Heart failure? Oh, God, I'm so sorry. What's his first name? <laughs> Gandalf, thank you. Uh, King just said his uh, Mike. Everybody, uh, let's say a prayer for Mike, who passed away last week from heart failure. And, uh, and may he, Lord, Enter into your heavenly kingdom, and may light perpetual shine upon him. It spit it to, it fill it to sancto. Two days before your wedding. Oh my gosh, no, no, that's not good. I'm so sorry. Uh, well, that'd be an anniversary you're never going to forget. But, uh, hey, Mordor, <laughs> Gandalf and Mordor. Hey, huh? Man, there you go. That's a fitting name for someone who just called me Gandalf, and now Mordor shows up. For those of you who know the connection. So anyway, my mom's back, and uh, yeah, Ann says, doctor's note, what are you, in kindergarten? No, I work for the freaking federal government. It's a step below kindergarten. I mean, we have all these people who are always faking and lying and stuff, but uh, he had open-heart surgery and passed away on the table. Ah, well, that's not an easy one to do. It's, uh, I'm surprised how many people actually 
succeed in that. That was one of the worries I had was that they were going to have to crack open my mom's chest. And my mom had rheumatic fever in the uh, 70s. She had, she's diabetic. She had a double mastectomy and breast cancer and survived that. And that was back in 92. And, I mean, that's a tough little broad who's had a lot of things going on at, uh, in her life. And at, uh, so um, my hat's off to her. <laughs> she's been through the mill. Uh, link to Periscope. It's the same as Twitter. At Underground Prof should get you there. And I uh, haven't eaten in three days. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I've, you know, I barely have eaten this whole week, uh, come to think of it. Uh, and if I have eaten, most of it was the mom, my, my food that was delivered to my mom that she would not eat. So I sat there and scarfed it down. She would be like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm not on a laptop. I got my uh, Periscope on, um, on uh, my iPad Pro. And, yeah. That, uh, Mary can't do it. She needs a smartphone, and she's got a dumb phone. That, uh, I ate today. Let me tell you, I must have gained about 12 pounds a day. I've done nothing but sit and watch TV and eat. Uh, to, to my chagrin, because I had all kinds of chores to do today, and I did nothing uh, at all. At uh, uh, Zarina, make sure you help me with the time. At, at 6.30, I have a guest coming on we need to keep an eye out for. And then Agador's coming on right after that. Um, you can get it if someone posts it. What, is a, what does my thing on, on here look like, guys? Someone type in what, you, what my thing is, because I thought it was just at underground prof but there's a twitter feed not twitter feed uh periscope but there's if you type in that underground prof you'll go to you'll go to twitter not not uh periscope right <laughs> watching your dog yeah yeah <laughs> i know what that's like oh you're welcome king uh i'm so sorry my heart goes out to you believe me i've uh I've been on that for quite a while, thinking about that. I, I had thought, I thought I had resolved in my own heart and mind that I'm prepared for my parents who are 75 and 78. That when they go, I'm ready for it. Right? That I, uh, I'm prepared to to do what I have to do. My sister and I, uh, I'm the oldest. My sister is uh, going to be in charge of everything when my parents die. And uh, and I figured between the two of us, we'd be able to get through this and do it. But watching my mom on that bed, I wasn't ready. I'm not ready. And I don't know, uh, 63, oh, my gosh, that's so young. <laughs> I'm old enough that I'm starting to think 63 is not old. <laughs> I'm only 54, but wow. The, uh, but I'm, I'm not ready for my mom and dad to check out. I don't know what I'd do without them. They're, they're like my best friends. You know, we, we go out and eat dinner all the time. We go to the movies. I know this pug looks so sad, doesn't she? But she's so happy. Aren't you happy? Aren't you happy, little Olive? She's my latest adoptee. Her name is Olive, everybody. At, uh, what? What? No, they're not making fun. They, she's upset y'all are making fun of her face. You never make fun of a little woman's face, right? You want some yum-yums? Yum-yum-yum-yum-yum? There we are. There she is. Face the public. <laughs> but, uh, so I, I haven't adopted her. I am a 
foster parent for DFW Pug Rescue, and I foster dogs for them. And then they put them up for adoption. And, uh, and you know, if someone wants to adopt them, I'm, I'm usually, I've only had two adopted from under me. Uh, most of them come and live with me until they die. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so they, uh, I get the terrible ones that no one wants, the blind ones, the deaf ones, the blind and deaf ones. Uh, uh, Olive is the first pug I've gotten from them that actually can see. And she's potty trained. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm so tired of Hendon and his potty problems. So, anyway, um, have I covered everything? I'm 54. And, or 2,000, depending on which job I'm having. This job, I'm only 54. At Christmas, I'm about 2,000 years old. Yay. So, uh, there's, you. there's a link. That's what it looks like, huh? That's a long link. Um no, uh, I've not heard anything from Mandy Sue, and I think I'm in a blackout order from, uh, yeah, tell me about it. I've looked like this since I was 25. <laughs> I've been, at 25, I was getting senior citizen discounts uh, uh, from uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and I'm not joking about that. Yeah, I have six dogs. Uh, so uh, that is an incredible link, though. I would never have guessed that. But the... The um, All right. I guess I ought to start the radio show at some point, everybody. So thank you for all that. Uh, <laughs> 55. Yeah, I don't, I, you guys want to know what happened? All right. I'll tell you this story. Um, yeah, my extended warranty was canceled a long time ago, buddy, for opening the box without reading the instructions. I was in the Air Force, and I was in electronic warfare, Okay. This is something I found was interesting. One of the nurses was from Omaha, Nebraska, in the military. He was Air Force. And he actually knew what I did in the, well, a little bit. He yeah, ECM, countermeasures, EC3M, and, and, and reconnaissance. Uh, he actually knew the plane that I flew on, which shocked me, because I never meet anybody who knows what an RC-135 is. And uh, me, <laughs> not the dog. <laughs> that, uh, uh, I flew on RC-135s out of Okinawa, and I can't tell you a whole lot about what we did, but we would go and provoke other countries. It was a 707, right, and uh, 737, 707 or 737, I can't remember, 737, 707, ah, hell, I don't remember. It's been a long time ago, guys, um, and um it looks just like the KC-135s, except we had all kinds of antennas and whatnot hanging all over it. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and I no longer glow. That, hey, no cowboy talk. We have a boycott on cowboy talk. I can't even look at the screen now until it goes away. Um, is it away? There we go. So one of the things we did was we would provoke foreign countries into turning on all of their radars and launching aircraft after us. You know the thing that the Russians are doing to us up in New York and they're coming down or around Alaska and they're coming down and they're provoking us and we're launching F-16s to escort them out? Well, we did that to the Russians and other places. And as far as we can tell, a super radar that they had, they turned it on and we got illuminated by it, painted by it. And we flew our mission, came back, 
And, uh, and yeah, it was very aggressive intelligence. I got two air medals, one of which Ronald Reagan pinned on me. So uh, I love the Cowboys. Look, <laughs> I haven't finished watching the game, so I don't want to know how it goes. And the next day, what? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the next day, we um, I opened up my door. friend was across the, the room, and... Um, he knocked on my door, and I opened it up, and he had gone albino. His eyebrows, everything were albino. We were so freaked out about it that it took us about a half an hour to realize I'd gone gray. And another guy up the hallway came down in the barracks, and he was bald. His, all his hair was laying on his bed, and it all rubbed off. And, uh, and so the only thing we can come up with is that uh, we were illuminated, illuminated by a radar and uh, thank you. I've had several lifetimes of life. <laughs> I've done a lot. And, um, and so got gray hair. I tried doing that Grecian formula crap, and it made me look like somebody took a Marxalot and tried to dye my hair and beard with it. I used to have a real tight beard, you know, Miracle on 34th Street one. And uh, anyway, I do Santa work, and the city that I am an official Santa Claus for asked me if I would grow out my beard and do the big beard Santa. So I have, and and that's why I look like I'm crazy <laughs> until until Thanksgiving. Then I no longer look like the crazy uncle in the closet uh, or the attic, and I look like Santa Claus all of a sudden. Um, so, all right, there's that. This is, of course, the Underground Professor Radio Show, where I am gaily sitting high atop a double rainbow, or rainbow, arching my feet, and gaily swinging them over it. Something like that. I can't even remember my own opening now. It's been so long since I've done it. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, kind of insane. It helps being insane to do the stuff that I've done. Uh, friend used to sell goods to them, and his hands glowed for a long time. Yeah, well, there's another funny story. Uh, my palm used to be completely black for about three years. And uh, uh, for science, now I don't use an iPad for science, political science. Uh, so we were flying uh, on a mission, and we had some electronic failure in, in our collection equipment, so we had opened it up and we were working on it. Now, the kind of work that I used to do, and I, I can barely use chopsticks today. My hands are so uncoordinated and, and, and in pain. But I used to be good enough that while we were flying around in the air, I could take out circuit cards that were multi-layers, you know, thick, and they had multi-layers, and I could peel the layers and solder and fix them and put them back in and continue the mission, right? And um, the U-2, if you look this up, you'll find out what I'm talking about. The U-2 was grounded for a while because one of its tail sections fell off, and so they grounded all the U-2s, which are giant gliders that get launched up, and then they would fly over. Gary Powers, if you're old enough to remember that, uh, who crashed in the Soviet Union, captured him and grilled him, and there was a big hostage exchange and everything. It was terrible. So anyway, they grounded them, and the RC-135s, which I flew on, picked up their mission. All right. You know what? You're hot. <laughs> and... Uh, and so we were working 18 hours on, eight off, eight on, eight off, 18 on. And we did that for over a month. And that's a lot of hours of work. If, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, so anyway, we were flying a mission, 
and we're just all exhausted. All we did was eat what we call combat burritos, and uh, which are these ginormous burritos like this big, uh, you know, like about the size of your forearm, and um, and jolt cola and coffee. Even the Mormons got caffeine pro, um, poisoning at this period because uh, they even they they went and talked to their elders and got permission because we couldn't keep up. You know, we were taking caffeine tablets, caffeine tablets, and. Joke Cola, which was advertised as twice the caffeine, and combat burritos. So we were trying to stay awake, but, you know, to do the missions as well. While I'm working on this box, I'm holding a lamp that's about this big, and it's back and cylinder, about this round. And I'm holding it in my hand, and it's got a curly Q wire uh, so that you pull it and it stretches out. You let it go, and it, and it retracts back up, you know, and out of the way. And while I'm working on this box... I fell asleep and my hand fell over and fell onto the power supply of the box because we had the power on. We couldn't turn it off while in flight. We needed to leave it on. My hand falls over the power supply and makes a connection over the positive and negative uh, uh, points on it. And then I became electrified. And the uh, you ever see that advertisement for... National Lampoon's vacation where he's got all the Christmas lights on him. He's being electrocuted and his whole body sticks out like Felix, you know, out in the air. I actually, they said I actually lifted off the ground, was in the air completely with my hand just barely touching the power supply. And a guy had a thermos in his hand and he used it to knock me in the head to push me away from the equipment, which got me disconnected from the electronics. They had to cut the wire to the light because the lamp I was holding fused to my hand. And the paint on it became embedded into my skin, some kind of oxidation transfer or whatever. And so uh, so I had, for about a year and a half, I had a black palm. <laughs> that was terrible. All right, we have uh, Agador's on Skype. I'm waiting for the phone call from the guy that is supposed to call in. As soon as he does, there he, there he is. I'm betting that's him. Uh, to, um we will bring him up. Oh, wrong button. Hold on, guys. I'm going to have to ignore all the chat room stuff over there uh, uh, while we do this, everybody. Let me see if I can crank up the end. There. Okay. Hold on now. That, uh, yeah, I might not get cancer from that. I don't really expect to see 80. <laughs> all right. This is the Underground Professor Radio Show. You are live on the air. Talk to me. Hi. This is uh, Future Dan from Future Danger. Future Dan, all right. Well, we've been waiting on your call. We Sorry about last week. I completely spaced it, and then my mom went into the hospital, and that kind of got behind me, but here we are. Now, I, I talked about your website, futuredanger.com, and your uh, your Twitter is at futuredanger6, if I remember right. And, it uh, is correct, sir. All right, so why don't we let you talk a little bit about future danger, and then let's talk about... Uh, election fraud and the upcoming 2016 election here in about three or four weeks, whatever it is. Sure thing. Well, real quick, our website is uh, a new way to look at news, and uh, we hope a valuable addition to uh, people who are aware of the dangerous nature of some of the headlines we're seeing these days. What we do is we collect news and we categorize them against uh, threats, what we call indicators, that uh, if they become fully realized, they, uh, they're dangerous. 
and and people should be aware of them. Now you're going to hear about the stock market crashing, but you might not be uh, so focused on what's happening between India and Pakistan right now, two nuclear armed countries that are uh, actually shooting at each other tonight. So uh, a little right. bit. Not, it, it's a, we're tracking it carefully. We got so we find pieces of news and we we put them against these indicators. So you get. Uh, not only a random headline flying by your Twitter feed or you Google searched and Google decided to present you with something, uh, you come to future danger and we're organizing it into four big columns and we're giving the news uh, a temperature. We're, we're, we're kind of grading them to let you know how uh, severe that news is. So it it's an, enables you to uh, quickly gather a view of the news that uh, is unlike anything in, on the Internet. That's that's good. We could use more analysis and less telling me how to think. I think, but uh, but I think. Oh, what are you doing on my page? <laughs> how do you do that with nails? I can barely do it with my opposable thumb. Um, hit my one of my dogs is changing my web pages on there. <laughs> um, so uh, the uh, with India and Pakistan that. That's something they're always been doing. You know, they take pot shots at each other. But I think the world should pay attention to it a little more because they are nuclear powers. Uh, and as long as they're at each other, I think we have kind of a mad situation, you know, mutually assured destruction situation. But if Iran gets in there and tips all that, who knows what they'll do? Um, it, it could become very seriously. So Well, the uh, Iranians exercised with the Pakistan Navy today and uh, – yeah. Pakistan exactly pulled off some uh, exercises last week, which are are not typical. They're they're landing their jet fighters on runways. Uh, there's there's signs that uh, they're ramping up. They're, one would think two nuclear states won't fight each other, but uh, those two countries uh, can't be sure. Yeah, exactly. So, what is the thing on your page is very eclectic. It's got a lot of different things you covered, but what is the area that you like the most or consider yourself the most expertise uh, expert on? Personally, uh, I'm, I have a background in training in what you'll see in column two, which is uh, the security-related indicators, uh, uh, international events, and some of the activities that one – could begin to expect to see if uh, we have crises inside the United States. Column one uh, is is your liberty liberty indicators, and I'm not a constitutional lawyer, but we do look for news that threatens uh, particular pieces of the Constitution. Column three is economics and finance. Uh, we do our best to try to track the news, uh, but but some of it can get very very wonkish quickly. Uh, we have we have people that we rely upon to tell us when banks look like they may be collapsing, what the news really means. And then in column four, uh, a lot of natural disaster type uh, things, and those are fairly easy to understand if, if, if you know, certain levels of uh, uh, Zika cases are reported in Florida. We just put that headline up there. Uh, the headlines are meant for people to see and, and judge for themselves the validity and, 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 the, and the personal threat to them. But we're trying to get it all into one place. That's a, that is a clearinghouse. It's, it, I'm, I'm, I no longer go to Matt, Matt Drudge for my information, but uh, I'm added yours to it, to my list of 
of compilations that I, I cruise to see. Um, and it's, it's, uh, oh, I was going to say stranger danger. Give it, give your website <laughs> address. Future, if you would, future, future danger. I don't know where that, right. Keeps, I keeps popping in my head, I guess because of my kids, you know, um, we taught them that whole stranger danger crap. Uh, at, uh, and and now every time I hear those words, either one, then it, the whole world uh, moves into my head. So the uh, elections that are coming up, uh, you've got a section in there about election fraud on your uh, on your website, and uh, where you've got parts of where people are registering dead people. Some Democrat in Virginia, if I remember the website, I'm trying to bring it all in my head right now, but right. Uh, hey. We have a lot of Paris people that are homeschoolers, so please keep your comments polite and family-oriented, if you would. I don't like censoring thoughts and, and stuff, but let's keep them polite and with some decorum. So, uh, oh, you guys want to see my shepherd? Here's my shepherd. Big old Oso, huh? So, the uh, guys, you guys are hot. I'm going to have to put you down here. I'm melting. So... I was looking at your site, and I saw the, the articles about the West Virginia kid who's registering dead people. And and if you guys remember last election, there were half of the Dallas Cowboys ended up being registered in Las Vegas for uh, Harry <laughs> uh, and his election. So talk to me about election fraud and what's going on, uh, the voting machines, whatever you want to talk about on there. Tell me about that. FutureDanger.com. I think it's – the, each word's capitalized and put together. Yeah. It, yes, sir. So w- when we look at those things, they they obviously get a lot of people excited. They are headlines that will will grab attention. And so you ask yourself, well, well, why? Well, fundamentally, that's that's about an election being stolen. So we have an indicator called elections are stolen, right? And in our color graded scheme. Low-level news like uh, some college kid registering 19 dead people to vote, uh, you know, we're giving that a a low to moderate risk uh, against elections being stolen. It is just one state. It is just 19 dead dead voters. But a lot of people believe that it's potentially the tip of the iceberg for every case that makes the headlines there who knows there's a if they're doing it and getting caught there may be more of it behind the scenes so as we get closer to mm-hmm. november 8th <laughs> like cockroaches <laughs> yeah when we get closer to november 8th we're going to be paying yeah. attention to that indicator and if it gets highly fraudulent towards the end you'll see that we're, we're going to heat it up it, we all depends on the news another one we pay attention to is aliens voting right People who aren't citizens casting ballots. We got a lot of news of that lately. Uh, and then uh, another indicator we don't have, but we're going to add, is minors voting. Uh, you know, people that just aren't eligible to vote coming in. And uh, you, know, so you have dead people, non-citizens, and people that are too young casting ballots. We're watching all three. Now I'm kind of excited because I think uh, the minor vote will go for Trump now that Hillary is as uh, basically claims she's going to outlaw cult. So that's uh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. uh, hopefully, all those kind of miners are voting. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> Tell me about your section on foreign black ops. That's a little bit of a, a catch-all indicator. Uh, very uh, diverse set of news comes across there. 
uh, you know, of course, right now the uh, a lot of authorities are pointing the finger at Russian Russia being responsible for hacking uh, the Democrat National Committee this summer. Uh, more hacks are expected to come out soon. Uh, when WikiLeaks does what it does, lots of people turn around and say, "Well, they're only getting that information because a a foreign state actor did the hacks and turned it over." It's a place to account for that kind of news because it grabs a lot of attention. And, uh, again, we let, we let users judge where that news is going and how threatening it is. At a certain level, when, when those kinds of black operations, cyber or otherwise, are happening inside the United States, um, it, it's sort of a window to the, the sort of the geopolitical covert environment, Right. Uh, I think a piece of news that we posted this past week under Black Ops was for the 10th time this summer, a drone was spotted over a nuclear weapons storage facility, I believe, in Georgia. Um, these are the types of activities that other states might be doing if they've intensified their preparations for war. So it's a place where we kind of look at those little odd things that could lead to bad things in other areas. Yeah, well, I think that would make me think more towards, uh, you know, in the 80s, I would have blamed the Soviet Union for something like that. But today, I would think that would be more of an Islamic uh, threat, flying drones over sensitive areas like nuclear facilities. Uh, Yeah, uh, there's a a list of actors that could be responsible, and uh, whichever direction it turns out to be if it indeed is you know espionage in advance of uh, those types of activities they, they, <laughs> it can all be bad uh, russia and china certainly are interested in what's inside those places yeah so how do you separate yourself from like alex jones so if alex jones posts a piece of information or infowars posts a piece of information that is reasonable to us and it's evidence of an indicator we're using InfoWars. If the New York Times does it first, we're using the New York Times. If the Air Force releases a pet press release and it goes to evidence that we're escalating in a particular theater, we're posting that. If someone writes a blog and makes a post and makes a very strong case and it's well articulated, we're posting that. We're agnostic. Uh, is, is And again, there are websites that we won't use because they are habitually hoaxes, mm-hmm. but otherwise, alternative or mainstream media is less important to us uh, relative to just how factually based it is. We don't we don't typically post a lot of. Uh, it's not a, it's not a site for opinions. It's it's a it's events and activities and pieces of truth that are putting a puzzle together and telling you how how close are we to different kinds of crises so you can make decisions. People's opinions, less important, but also the sources. If it's, hey, if, if it's Alex Jones and it's a wild piece <laughs> of news, we're not using it. But if it's pretty solid and on point, we're using it. You should never go on an opinion talk show and say <laughs> say opinions don't count. <laughs> well, they they, they they are very important because you come to future danger and you see this is what's happening. And then you work off of that and, and influence people, and we're all for that. But just, just to know what, what you time mean is, it is, 
your site doesn't tell everybody what to think. It just puts out the facts, and then you read it and conclude. That's, that's, that's what the I goal. Like. Yeah. That's the goal. And I like that about your site. I'm, I'm so tired of the conspiratists out there who string all the stuff along, but it's light on facts and heavy on opinion. It doesn't help me. But if you give me facts, then I'll come to the conclusion probably all on my own. But, uh, uh, so um, <clears throat> so let's talk, uh, because your very first, if I remember right, the very first box on your website, I'm trying to think, uh, upper right-hand, upper left-hand corner, is about election fraud. And I think it says something like stolen elections on it. Am I correct? You're right, yes. Okay. Let's talk about that because – since we have an election coming up, I think that would be of most interest to the listeners. So what is your thinking about that? What stories are you seeing about uh, the about election fraud? Is there anything connecting George Soros and the SCIU to these machines? Uh, can we trust them? Should we do paper ballots? What are you guys coming up with here? So uh, in our archive, typically the way it works is that indicator will heat up when there's news and within 36 to 48 hours, maybe a little longer on the weekend, uh, uh, that news will remain as a headline. You can access it, and then it will automatically archive, and it goes to our archive. So if you click on election stolen, you'll see the full record. We built it, and it started in May of 2016. So we go back to the – I'm sorry, March. So we have records, and it will tell you if, if any evidence was found on a day – It'll give you the grade and it'll give you the headline. So if you go in there and look at the election stolen indicator, um, we're seeing a, a, a lot of events concerning uh, registration, registration where states have laws that prohibit you from articulating uh, a preference for a candidate. That's very often not legal in states. We're seeing a lot of that. And uh, the dead voter issue crops up pretty regularly somewhere somebody's getting caught with some amount of uh, people that are deceased finding their way um and then at a higher level what the courts are saying the court battles are underway where uh people from different directions are fighting out individual state rules and uh when courts are making rulings that are opening the door for non-citizens to vote, for ineligible people to vote, uh, we're, we're going to post that news. There is one uh, aspect to the elections being stolen and the registration and the voting that perhaps more conservative listeners are going to be hot on. We're more uh, libertarian-oriented in this respect, and it's the felon vote. Uh, I haven't touched that. States are opening it up to the felons to uh, be able to vote but personal editorial stance of future danger is denying suffrage to citizens is not good. So, Yeah, <clears throat> well, I think if they've served their time, they can make an allowance, but I don't think they should be voting while they're incarcerated. <laughs> yeah, I saw the governor in California allowed that. That's – Yeah. I don't know. We may, we may or may not post that piece, but – I'm not sure you're really stealing anything in California anyways, but no, I don't think that's theft. If they're, if he's doing it above board, it's not theft. It's, uh, but, but it doesn't make it right. Uh, probably belongs in another section, <laughs> but, uh, but the, uh, uh, you know, there's a, there's a concern of mine that 
so much of our governments and political parties don't want voter identification. Now, Texas has been embroiled in a legal battle for a long time. And, uh, and so um, we have had uh, over voter ID. And I don't understand intellectually why someone would not want voter identification to establish who they are as a vote because my franchise is important to me and I want to make sure that, you know, only eligible legal voters participate in the system. Uh, and when you have a system that prevents people from being able to vote, uh, simply because they can't get an ID, there may be an argument there. But since that system in Texas anyway isn't like that, I don't see the argument. So the only thing I can come up with is is that they want voter fraud, and voter ID helps to retard voter fraud. And, uh, and when you have like all the stories on your website about people in Colorado and Virginia not only registering dead people, but dead people bothering to show up and vote, um, you know, first off, that should be on the Sci-Fi Channel, not on CNN. <laughs> and, and it yeah. should be, uh, but you know, well, I don't get it. How how can you make an argument against that? Um, especially when the people that they're claiming can't get a voter ID card to vote are on welfare, where you have to have an ID card, and so you know, a government assistance or Social Security, and so. Um, I'm, I'm not quite sure how you can make that argument and, and not be concerned that dead people are voting. Or the last election where we heard 114% of people in some cities were voting in an election. Now, I know a lot of kids today <laughs> have gone through Common Core math, but you can't have more than 100% of anything, right? And mm-hmm. uh, so, <laughs> I mean, you got it all or you got something less, but you can't have more than all. And... Um, and so I find that uh, to be curious intellectually, the, the argument there. And I've never been given a good one. No one that ever comes and bothers to debate me on it can give me something that, that will out- argue that. But um, so what are we seeing? Is there anything now? I notice everything. I just clicked on all your stuff, and it's all minor. Um, nothing is uh, moderate or above since September, right? Uh, September 9th. Colorado for, uh, the elections voting. being stolen. Yeah. 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 If you go to the full record, yeah, we're tracking that low level greens and yellows, the the type of news that you may glance at the homepage and on a given day and say, Oh, okay, I kinda see where that is. I don't need to stop and read the news. Yeah. It's the oranges and reds that you probably need to stop and pay a little more attention to. So uh but but I would predict and I'm not Typically, I don't like to predict anything. It's it's not really possible to see the future, but uh, the the media sources that are going to be most concerned about voter ID fraud, uh, aliens voting, etc., uh, the typical uh, conservative outlets that will be saying anything about it. I, I I would say that you would probably see those escalate in the next uh, uh, you know five weeks or so. Yeah, you mean right after the election, <laughs> or it won't do us any good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, well, I mean, if the election's stolen, it's stolen. <laughs> uh, I think we would take it to the max and then reset it after November eighth. But uh, it, it's one of those signs, right? With the media, you know, what well, we track media being censored. How 
how blatantly are facts and reports being ignored in in the mainstream media particularly or how well well is the the government influencing a captured media to control the narrative and you know part of future dangers value we hope is is not these discrete indicators by themselves but when you come in and you say oh well, there's a little bit of news about elections being stolen plus the media plus the judicial system making rulings that are, are confounding people aka uh, a democrat nominee's private email server uh relative to how the FBI considers it important or not you start to mm-hmm. see the temperature of the country and the direction it's heading and um if if you're uh, uh, of the approach that it it's your responsibility to rely upon yourself in times of crises hopefully this is a tool to uh let you know what you you may want to be doing in that respect now, Charlemagne in my chat room over on Blog Talk Radio has asked a question about voter suppression. Have you seen any stories or is there any trending on voter suppression itself? Haven't had any concrete news, but that would be a way to steal an election. It's certainly fair game. Uh, what we we say to folks is uh, if you're seeing news that you think goes against one of our indicators that we're missing, uh, again, we try to keep all links on the homepage within the previous 48 hours, just it, it needs to be a recent site with information that is actionable now. But if you find something and you're not seeing it, we welcome all contributions. You can reach us at standingguard at futuredanger.com and uh, send us a link. Say, hey, I think this should be against an indicator right now, and we'll definitely consider it. Okay. Uh, we're, let's see, we got about five minutes or so. Um, the world government. The Tsarina in my uh, chat room is saying that world government is growing or grows. World, I can't say it. World government grows is in red. Does that mean they're all becoming Republicans? It means everything's getting hot and dangerous. Uh, the internet turned over. To uh, we we internationalized the internet uh, yesterday, right? Right. That 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 indicated that that piece of news is indicative of. Uh, a trend towards globalism, a loss of sovereignty, uh, a lot of future danger uh, uh, users and followers uh, were pushing towards making sure that news was present. And if uh, turning over one of the greatest technological achievements of mankind, let alone the 20th century, to an international body doesn't constitute the growth of uh, world governance, I, I don't know what does. Well, did Al Gore do that? Did he give it up because he invented it? Somewhere back in time, it may have been his idea. It's been pushed for at least a decade. Apparently, this president decided it was the first to ever decide it was a good idea. Well, you might not be old enough to remember Al Gore claimed he invented the internet but, <laughs> during an yeah, election. Well, I, 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 I know the reference. I am. Yeah. I've, I've been around. <laughs> uh, so I was just. I like making jokes. Uh, they're not always good, but I like making them anyway. So, I, I, the question I have to ask, and I don't see any articles here on that i might just not see them but um what authority constitutionally does a president have to unilaterally give away something like this or the commerce department which actually is the department who surrendered control without congressional approval of a treaty i don't see legally how this can even happen and i don't understand why there wasn't a congressional backlash to prevent it from happening they certainly had their phone systems melted down over the last few days to uh, 
complain about this and to stop it. And there's a, a lawsuit they filed. Uh, but, I mean, honestly, <laughs> a lawsuit, which will take, you know, a decade to resolve. Uh, and by then, it's 10 years of the U.N. owning our Internet and all of our research that we put into it and all of the tyrants that run the U.N., which is what it is, a tyrant's boys club, uh, yeah. are now going to have access to all this. Our, our security has gotten has, – this shouldn't, I don't think, be in world government grows. It should be in national security uh, uh, column. But, but So what are your thoughts on all that? I just threw you a lot. So, <laughs> Yeah, so four states' attorneys decided it was a good time to sue like a few hours before the deadline. And uh, it makes you think uh, all the tech giants are completely silent. None of right. them are protesting. They have massive campaign coffers. Uh, the the grassroots uh, who understood this have been outraged for weeks. And uh, you know, if I were to speculate and 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 step away from trying to just report direct facts and and have to uh, put together a scenario where any of this makes sense, um, I don't I don't think anybody in our government has a problem with turning it over because uh, the tech giants don't. Uh, the tech giants have to deal with lots of other governments, and they may benefit in some way. And uh, this may have been just a, a straw man, last ditch, wasn't going to succeed effort by uh, a few politicians to cause the people that uh, vote for them to somehow think they tried at the last minute. If yeah. they were serious about it, the lawsuits would have been in effect a long time. And just about the right. lawsuit, I think they're trying to get an injunction, so just freeze the president's action. And about where his authority comes from, I would bet a, a dollar to a donut that Congress at some point in previous decades wrote uh, laws that delegated that kind of authority to the executive branch. Most of our laws today are written to let the executive branch, quote-unquote, experts – Regulate, and you'll, you've seen what this president's done in terms of federal regulations—tens of thousands of pages. That's all because Congress released, re- relinquished any kind of authority by writing laws that way. That's exactly right. This came from the Fabian socialists, who became known as progressives in our country, from Teddy Roosevelt yeah. to uh, President Wilson, and in both parties, they infiltrated and took over, and the idea was they were going to clean up government by making a professional government, and Congress gave away its authority, which was illegal because of the doctrine of not being able to pass it on. They can't, they can't uh, distribute our sovereignty. They yeah. have no authority to do so. The entire bureaucracy is unconstitutional. Uh, sadly, I'm one of the very few people that bothers to talk about that and make that claim, but uh, <laughs> we're going to be doing that over the next few um, shows. I'm going to be talking more and more about the illegal bureaucracy and uh, and its ramifications because things like this come from that. And yeah. the only reason the president had any authority to do it at all is because we have. Congress will write a rule, and, and, and this is uh, something that may surprise my conservative listeners, but we can thank Anthony Scalia for this. That's right. Scalia, my hero, was big on, I forget the name of the decision. I can't pronounce the word too easily, so I always forget the decision. On on Thursday's show, we'll bring this up and talk about it, but Scalia 
brought this up uh, and approved it. And uh, when he made the Supreme Court, it was one of his first decisions. And he's been a huge proponent from it ever since that, hey, Doc, welcome back. Crazy Nation, too. Uh, he's been a big proponent that Congress will write general guidelines and the bureaucrats will write the details. Uh, in effect, they're writing all the rules, laws, and regulations that we have to comply with. And Congress doesn't have to do that. And the courts have ruled that that they have a writ or a mandate from Congress to make the decisions because they're the experts and Congress is just laymen that are coming together and coming up with some good ideas. So in a nutshell, the authority comes from that and it comes from both the far right, the far left and the center of our country. And I suspect that that is why there was very little pushback outside of a few politicians who are looking at their upcoming election and thinking, crap, I better do or say something. Right. Tell me anything you want to talk about. I'll give you the next couple of minutes, and then I have to scoot to the next guy. (laughs) I appreciate that. Well, you know, we're a new website. We we launched in October of 2015, and uh, we're doing something so unique that that a lot of people come to the, the homepage and are like, what the heck is this? And uh, th- we got a little help tab in the top left, and, and the way we designed it, it should be turned on when you first visit, and you could turn it off later once you get the hang of it. It just tells you, like, the labels of the four columns to give you an idea. And the, really, the, the, the way this is meant to be used is uh, it's not optimal on a small screen, a phone, we know that, uh, but tablets and, and desktops, it, it is. But if you're looking at it throughout the day, and you just glancing in on your phone and you see the the colors and what's rising to the top because these bundles they they move they 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 we have algorithms that send them towards the top when they're more recent or uh the other users of the website are clicking on a lot of links it it, it sends them in a vertically to towards the top if you come in and check in the morning and there's lots of uh, just a few oranges maybe and and lots of greens and yellows I'll just say that's that's pretty normal. You check back at lunchtime and there's lots of oranges, reds, or sometimes even the most severe level, which is we use black. That's the time to stop and read the news and decide if it affects your life now. Um, so we're trying to make a tool that's it's a situational awareness tool for the news. And the neat part is you may not even have to start reading the indicators, and you, you may not even have to read the headlines let alone the whole article, to get a feel for, hey, this is where things are. And if, if you pay attention to the news in the past several months, we're seeing um, outrageous pieces of news that we never thought we'd heard coming at a rate that seems to be ex- accelerating. We're accelerating towards things that might not be uh, good to be unaware of or to, to get the news late. So that's what Future Danger's mission is, to help help people – uh, decide quickly if if they need to do things to protect themselves, l- uh, warn other people, uh, a handy tool uh, to look at the news in just a, in, a, in a little bit of a different way. Thank you for All the right. opportunity to explain this to your audience tonight. Yes, sir. Future Danger, Future Dan here with us. And uh, at Future Danger 6 is his Twitter, and, and FutureDanger.com is the website. And and by the way, uh, future Dan, feel free to come by any time. Um, and if you got anything breaking or something, call in and let us know, and we'll get you on, and you can cover it for us. 
you can you can be our new official source of news here. <laughs> if something's breaking that everybody needs to hear about, I will make a point of calling in. Thank you, sir. All right. Super. Thanks for the call. Future Dan, everybody. At, uh, I like his site. It's it's it, it's time-consuming. If you get in there, have some time because there's a lot to read. You have to do some triage, figure out what you do like and what you don't like, uh, You know what you want to read first. Uh, and, uh, a lot of good stuff in there. Um, so, and by the way, before I forget, everybody click on your like buttons, follow buttons, tell your friends, tell your enemies about the show. And the um, and yes, we're on Sunday, 6 to 8 p.m. Central Texas time. And a good call, good sight, Mary says. Yes, thanks. Getting good feedback for you everywhere here. At, uh, and, uh, and we're also on Thursday, 7 to 8 Central Texas time, p.m.s. And then from 8 to 10 p.m., I do a simulcast called Radio in Black and Red with my good buddy, Ken McClinton, the exceptional conservative show.com. We do, uh, so I do three hours of radio Thursday night, 7 to 10 p.m. You can come here on Periscope or on my blog talk and do all that. Already told all your enemies, huh? <laughs> well, I say tell your enemies. Who did that? That better have been just gas. Okay, no, no, just gas. Woo! Oh my gosh, that is terrible. Um, I, I would say tell your friends, but I actually have more enemies than friends. That <laughs> uh, that um, that's why I say tell your enemies. At uh, already told my enemies they tune in when you're on with Ken only. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, they don't like it when it's just by me, by myself. <laughs> Speaking of being by myself, I normally do all my shows by myself, but. Let's bring in the unscented blind guy himself, the Ag Adorable, and see what he wants to talk about since it's been so bloody long since the debates are gone. I will say one thing, though, uh, and I made this comment that, that uh, Trump was making all these noises while he was debating Hillary, and there was all kinds of jokes about cocaine and memes popped up everywhere, and I said, I think it's a game problem on the microphone. And then Trump, after the thing, said, hey, I was just up there being normal. I don't, don't even know what you're talking about. I must have had a microphone problem. And it turns out the Election Debate Commission has come out and admitted that, yes, indeed, only Trump's microphone had a problem and not uh, Hillary's. Go figure. What are the odds? <laughs> Ag adorable, you there? Yes, sir, I certainly am. You know, I, I've, had, uh, I've had three whole hours of sleep. And I just finished a two-hour show about uh, an hour and a half ago. So, yeah, I'm all pepped up. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before you collapse, I, I'm ready to do yeah. that myself, man. But, uh, at least the uh, migraine <laughs> pills are kicking in. But, but uh, ah, good. Per- Periscope froze up for Mary. I don't understand Periscope too well, Mary, uh, to tell you what to do, other than maybe to relaunch it. It might work. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, I, yeah, man. yeah mm-hmm. well, you know what? Uh I, I want to address your 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 first issue there with the with the mic. I mean, one of the things that I did in a former life was I was a uh, I worked in the auditoriums at the University of Texas at Austin, and I'm very familiar with with PA mixes for halls. And you know, Trump is saying that there might have been something fishy going on, and that's very possible. I mean, uh, 
Now, Mark uh, Mark Cuban, good name for him, was on uh, was on Hannity yammering about how oh there was no problem oh, they did a sound check and it was fine. Well, yeah, but if you've got somebody if you've got somebody a little wormy that's working the mixer, you know that's not going to matter. You know, after the sound check is over and everything starts, all they have to do is 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 pot down the one microphone. If, right. What a lot of folks don't understand is that these microphones are individually controlled. They do a sound check on on each on each person so they don't. So they don't, you know, that everybody has a different um, thrust to their voice. Some people just don't speak very loudly. It's kind of like this, you know, and uh, and, and some people speak like this. And uh, you have to find some way to even it out so that that you don't have people in the hall who are who are sitting there, you know, straining their guts out to hear one one speaker, and then when the next one comes on, it, it drives their their, their uh, eardrums ten feet into their heads. Uh, you know, you got to you got to balance it out. And, and that's what they do with a mixer. Um, that's what happens with a good sound check. And I'm sure that's what happened this time. And everything was probably fine this time. But um, obviously there was an issue. Uh, the that, well, here, here I am sniffing. Yeah. No coke. See, I, no coke. Are you sure? <laughs> Never did Not even Dr. Pepper? Life, <laughs> well, Dr. Pepper, yes. Coke, no. Never did blow right. in my life. Did some other bad stuff, but not blow. Um, anyway, no, um, there was there, there was the issue in the hall. Some people couldn't hear Trump, and and everybody says that's fake because because you could hear him fine over television. Of course you could because because that was being done. Uh, I'll bet you anything that was being done through through a pool mixer that was right. that was connected right to TV. The TV feed for everybody. Yeah, I, I watched it over C-SPAN. I never watched. Fox or CNN or any of those other people when something like this comes up. I turn it over to C-SPAN so I don't get the, the idiotic commentary that goes along I with it. I had ABC, oh. and it was on ABC. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Widely watched. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah, it's a separate sound mixer, so you can't say the thing was fake because it sounded good over television. This was an issue within the hall, and it, it, in, a, in a way it worked because, uh, have, you know, the, the debates... I watched the whole thing. <laughs> I hope God will, will will reward me for that at some You're point. You're the one. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched the entire thing, and I'm and I'm sitting there in front of my in front of my giant CRT television that weighs more than my ex stepdaughter, uh, and um, I'm looking at this thing and I'm 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 yelling at the TV. You know, you know, Trump, stop slouching, man. You know, I mean, because that's what he looked like. He, he looked like he was all slouchy and everything, and and. And Hillary Clinton was all, you know, poised and everything, looking anyway. And uh, you know that evidently was the reason he was he was kind of slouching down toward his mic because he could tell. You now this guy's done enough TV, he's done enough stuff in halls and stuff like that. He could tell he wasn't coming over. Yeah. Um, and, and 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 that's that's the thing. So once again, Democrats caught with egg on their face. Mm-hmm. Because all their surrogates went out there and said, I don't know, you know, he, you know, uh, he's he's crazy, you know, uh, maybe he's on cocaine, you know, and and, and uh, you know, of course, Glenn Beck and his uh, group think uh, cadre over there were were uh, were putting out the same thing, you know, it's like, oh, we're not serious, although we kind of are, uh, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, they oh well, God, they hate Trump, yeah, um, yeah, but you know, for one thing, I heard that his podium was lower. To something about it so that Hillary didn't appear to be tinier next to him, and so he had to lean over to get to the mic. And uh, well, so there's something no, about the podium. Had to, 
What's that? He shouldn't have had to. He shouldn't have no, had to. Shouldn't. Again, I, I, I've had experience with these things enough. That that mic was was pointed where it should have been. He, he should have been able to just stand up straight and talk, and be heard. Yeah. You know, I mean, the the podium height had nothing to do with it. Um, I'm I'm convinced that that um, that either either an operator potted his mic down or or there was a completely unrelated issue, which does happen on occasion. You know, even even after a sound check, you you know this yourself. You've done yes. show prep and and everything just blown up in your face when the show starts. Uh, yeah, most <laughs> of know, my show. God, <laughs> oh, exactly. I mean, God knows that's happened to me enough times. You know, I get all ready to do one, and then hey, suddenly my mic ain't working. What the heck? Um, so the odd glitch will happen. I don't think it's likely though. Not you know, you would think that that this uh, this venue would have a a pro crew that would uh, that would have all of the. All of the cables all nice and fresh, and uh, and and all of the connections cleaned, and uh, everything ready to go, and there wouldn't be there wouldn't be an excuse for there to be any glitches. That you you would think that. So now, I can, I've been to these things, and I've been on both sides of them. And let me tell you that every T is crossed, every I is dotted on these things. They're paranoid about it, and there's redundant oh, yeah. systems and stuff. So so what it was was some clown on the soundboard pushed a pot. On there, I think a, so. A potentiometer to change the status on, on, uh, on his. You know, and there's that wasn't the only thing I noticed. Uh, at the end of the debate, I and of course it's not timely anymore. It would have been great if I'd have gone on and we'd have done the show right when we did it. But I was <laughs> watching the end of the debate, and Hillary goes over and shakes her fellow Democrats' hand that that moderates the debate, and then he sticks his hand out for Trump, but Trump is being talked to by somebody off to the, you know, to his left. And so he's looking at that person and then realizes that, that the Democrat um, moderator wanted to shake his hand. So he goes over <laughs> and he shakes his hand, right? Being respectful yeah. on yeah. the gentleman. Well, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have noticed that some white dude losing his hair surreptitiously walks up to Hillary Clinton's podium, grabs a sheaf of papers tucks him away and walks away. And I noticed how he was looking. He was furtive. I was, you know, whenever I watch these TV shows and the people go into the house and they stop and they look around the door frame, you know, everywhere to make sure no one's watching me thinking, well, that's one guaranteed way to get everybody to right. look over at what you're doing. So why do oh, that? Yeah. Well, okay. So, um, uh, when he was walking furtive and looking around and I noticed he didn't go over to, uh, Trump's podium. And no one did. He was trying to be sneaky, exactly. And they, the first report came out, well, the guy works for uh, the Presidential Debate Commission, was collecting their notes for posterity. No. Yeah. Evidently, that's not true. And, uh, and if it was true, then why weren't Trump's notes just as careful? I rewound it and watched it, and I never looked away from Trump's podium. And it didn't happen. So oh, well. why would they only go up and collect Hillary's papers. So this was well, a Hillary operative, as usual, and um, yeah. probably part of Operation Hillary. Uh, what was that that they had actually in her emails? They've discovered there was an actual, oh, it was called Operation Hillary Cover-Up. The Hillary oh. team that has been trying to cover up the email scandal actually called the deletion of all the emails Operation Hillary Cover-Up. Now, that's oh, nice. some brass. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and but that's exactly what we're talking about. You know, and and I think my audience is well aware that I am no <laughs> I am no Trump fan. I hope he's going to do a good job, but I'm no Trump fan. I'm not here being a sycophantic Trump supporter. Uh, so it annoys me that they're playing Trump tricks on Trump like they're in high school. I mean, this is like what happens during the high school president debate, right? Uh, this okay. is why, like, when, when somebody like uh, Bill Riley or Rush Limbaugh or me, you know, posts a book, you go to uh, you go to the bookstore and you find it in the cooking section because the stupid little clerks that work there think they're being sophisticatedly uh, uh, rebellious by hiding the books, and and that's right. the same level of, of intellectual um, uh, responding here that uh, that I see to this. It's like gamesmanship, you know. Sophomoric, I think, is the word you're looking for. Help on that debate. So I mean, why play these games? Why do you need to? Why, and they know they need to because the American people aren't behind them, which is why they are so worried about election fraud and committing it. And American people oh, aren't for them. What's that? Oh, I was going to say, oh, certainly, yeah. And, and sophomoric, I think, is the word you're looking for. That's the, the word. Way. Yep. <laughs> sophomoric. And I'm a big fan of sophomoric humor. But there's a time oh, and a place during, God, a de- yeah. during a debate is not it. Let's be professional. And and if you're involved in any of these things, you should be professional. You know, it was Hillary's group at the debate, which was the first group to make vocal comments. They were all warned to be quiet, and the Hillary supporters were the first to break it. And so the very next thing Trump said, the Trump people broke it, you know, to show them. And I thought, you know... <laughs> I get the feeling. I, I expect it of the left. I don't expect it of the right to be this way, but the right is changing on who's in it. And why, I'm being asked, why do they debate? All the ratings, anyhow, give them boxing gloves and five rounds. Well, I wouldn't mind that either. Um, but oh, well, it'd certainly be entertaining. Yeah. I, I'm going to say this about it. This may be the first time presidential candidates of two parties came together on a stage to discuss their ideas, and I didn't think it was a discussion or a forum. It was actual debate. They went after each other uh, and debated and crossed with each other and kind of ignored the moderator somewhat, uh, who was a joke anyway. But the uh, yeah, I liked the fact that they went after each other. What I didn't like was that Trump... Uh, and Hillary both seem stuck in high school, you know, and, and they're more worried about the cosmetic things and the fact that our country's falling apart, our Constitution's been completely ignored, and we're going to hell in a handbasket, and we're running out of handbaskets. Instead, they're worrying about, about uh, they're worried about, um, well, they're worried about zingers. 60-pound gaining weight uh, Miss Universes? I mean, honestly, you know, although, although now I see, and there's some meat to this. You know, the whole Miss Universe thing, turns out that uh, <laughs> that Hillary baited Trump with that. Trump took the bait and then wouldn't give it up at 3 in the morning tweeting about it. But uh turns out not only did Miss Universe do porn, not only did she go from 118 pounds to 180 uh, and violate her Miss Universe contract, but she also was a getaway driver or something and told a judge she would have him killed. Now, I don't know about that. I don't have the facts of that, but what the hell? I mean, honestly? <clears throat> you know what, Prof? I've, I've got something on that whole 3 a.m. tweet business. You know, um, 
Hillary Clinton is going on and on about it. Oh, he's he's tweeting about this at 3 a.m. You know, why is he tweeting about this at 3 a.m.? Okay, okay, um, <clears throat> Secretary Clinton, why are you even bothering talking about it? Why don't you right. let one of your surrogates talk about it? Why is it a major issue for you that Donald Trump is sending a tweet at 3 in the morning? Why don't you talk about uh, you know, your economic plan or your foreign policy plan? You know, Let's hear something about that from you instead of complaining about, uh, about someone else putting out a tweet. Um, see, it works both ways, but you don't hear the media talking about that. You don't hear the, uh, the media talking about Hillary Clinton concentrating on – on something ancillary that Donald Trump is yeah. doing, um, you know. Now, should he should he have have, have uh, taken the bait and done all this mess? No, um, obviously. But Hillary Clinton is just as bad at it. And the trouble is, the media yeah. isn't calling her on it either and asking her why are you paying any attention to this at all? No. And there's three things that bother me about this. The first is remember they got on Trump for talking about the New New Jersey bombs, calling them bombs. Right. But Hillary right. did the same thing, and they actually scrubbed it out of their news so that they could blame Trump for saying bombs and not Hillary. The second yep, thing that I, bothers me— I put me, that in my show. Yes, yeah, I did. you did. And <laughs> the second thing that bothers me is let's not forget that Hillary Clinton came up with this whole three-in-the-morning phone call crap uh, when she was campaigning against the black president. Yes, she did. Uh, right. And the third, let's not forget that Hillary Clinton was woke up at—, at 8 p.m. because she had gone to Luby's at 5 and then was tucked into bed already when the New Jersey bomb <laughs> explosions came on. And, and she couldn't even be awake for the 8 o'clock in the, after, in the evening phone call. Forget the 3 in the morning phone call. So those three things are all sat in my crawl over this whole incident. Oh, and, well, uh, certainly. And, and, you know, yeah. as far as that bombing incident goes and her demeanor on, on the airplane, you know, you, you have to ask yourself, at, at that time of night, I mean, yeah, okay, I understand. She's she's an older woman, and you know, might have to get to bed a bit early, and she might have been tired from the campaign. Blah blah blah. Who knows? You know, but there there was all kinds of speculation. I mean, you know, was she you know was she drugged? Um, you know, was uh, you know, was was she boozing? Um, you know, because she does like to hit the bottle. We know that. Oh, um, she does. And did the people yeah, that allowed her to go on camera like that? Do they still have jobs? <laughs> oh, sir, yeah, absolutely. Because I guarantee, if it was me, they wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I mean, I wouldn't even go on camera. You know, as, as far as that goes, you know, I mean, I, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd make them wait or whatever. You know, um, you know, I'd yeah. send out a statement. You know, well, we're 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 waiting to get more information, something like that. While I, you know, took, you know, maybe maybe an hour to sober up or something. You know, right. whatever. Right. Um, or, but, or have the Mary Kay Commandos get in there and, and fix her up so that she's not looking like some kind of zombie extra on a movie for The Walking Dead. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're dang right. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just that it's it's idiocy. And I want to I want to stress myself that I'm not a Trump fan. I I, I was uh, you know my choices for this election were first Bobby Jindal, you know, but he right. dropped out, and uh, then I went over to Cruz. Uh, who I still think would make a magnificent Supreme Court justice. I hope that's a deal he made with Trump for his endorsement. No, we're not talking about that because we don't want. I know, I know, I know. I don't want another John Cornyn over here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I totally understand. You know, but Trump is what there is, and and you know I've said this before. I'll say it again for your audience. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's about. I think there's about a 10% chance Trump will be a decent president. Uh, 
there's zero percent chance Hillary Clinton's going to be a yeah. decent president. So I'm going for ten percent. It sucks, but there we are. That's that's we all are ten percenters, people. We are ten yeah. percenters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you know, I, I I don't know that Trump. You know, and here's the thing, Ag is there's a very good chance that Trump will be worse than Hillary because Hillary at least acknowledges the Constitution exists and will use it when it's in her favor. But I don't know that Trump has ever even read it. And I'm you not know, being flippant. Well, no, no, no. You know what, Prof? I don't think you are being flippant. I think he probably hasn't read the Constitution. But uh, for, for that question, I take into account Trump's ego. Uh, you know, Hillary Clinton doesn't care if nobody likes her. I mean, she's she's she basically has the the um, uh, the mental makeup of a sociopath. It, 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 she just does not care as long as she gets to her goals. If, it, if anybody gets hurt, she doesn't care. If if anybody mm-hmm. uh, you know doesn't like her, she doesn't care. Trump loves to be liked. He loves to be seen as noble and wise and all these kinds of things, <clears throat> and um, and it's because of that that I think that you know. Okay, you're probably right. He probably has doesn't even have a passing uh, knowledge of the Constitution, but I think he will at least at least make an effort to be uh, to be more of a constitutional president because he he under you know he's been working on this undercurrent of dissatisfaction among the people all this time, and I think that. Uh, you know, he wants to maintain his popularity, and I think that people are there. There are a lot of people who are ready to go to go back to a uh, president that respects the Constitution. So I think he will, uh, just because of his ego. I think I think he will. Now, you know, what's your opinion of that? Well, I hope you're right. I uh, <clears throat> I I've seen him make deals, and you know, if you've read his book, The Art of making deals it's more or less just like hillary's thinking about winning it doesn't matter how you win as long as you win and you get your deal it's not about Mm -hmm. making the other guy think he got the better deal but another thing that that concerns me with this is um and i just spaced it what was it uh it was a good point too (laughs) uh, um is that uh, the um trump he, I think, will, because he wants to be liked so much, exactly like you're saying, that I think he will go in there and make deals with the Democrats and the Republicans. And what we're going to do is we're going to end up with legislation getting passed, just like if we had an establishment Republican president again. So we will get big deals like on Medicare and Social Security and welfare. I mean, we already know. That Ivanka Trump needs, uh, she, I guess she's going to have more kids, and she needs child care. Uh, right. And right. So, yeah, well, yeah, we you know, already so, know that's coming right. up. So <laughs> if they're already floating that biscuit, then then they have no idea what the government's allowed to do and not to do constitutionally. It's not in the seven enumerated powers of Article One. So my question is, is what will he do? Will he make deals with these guys so that we're going to be just as bad off as if we have another Bush in office or if we'd had a Romney in office? And, well, you know uh, what? But yeah. but if you think about it, if you think about it, I mean, you know, obviously Bush and Romney are globalists. Uh, you know, um, I think possibly Bush more than Romney. Um, you know, but <clears throat> I certainly think, um, and, and it's not much, 
you know, I'll admit this. You know, I certainly think that that uh, we're better off with that than we would be with you know a uh, with a uh, an Al Gore or a John Kerry or a Hillary Clinton or or God you know or, or a Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's not a lot of difference, but there may be just enough difference. And 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 you know, if we have to, if we do, um, if we are on uh, an inevitable path towards the collapse of this nation, we need all the time we can get. And we and we may just have more time with Trump. We'll absolutely have no less time with Hillary Clinton. That that that's the way, the way I look at it. Again, sucks, but there it is. Yeah. Well, as usual, we get to choose the best of of the worst. <laughs> yes. And, um, yeah, boy, man. I, I mean, you know, it, I don't think I've I've um, enthusiastically. Uh, voted for a uh, for for a president. Uh, well, since Reagan. Okay. Well, well, yeah, yeah. It's not since Reagan, wholly enthusiastically and with stars in my eyes, and you know all the naivete that 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 a young man can possibly have. Um, and, you know, I, I was I was sort of excited to vote for for Bush in uh, in '04 because uh, you know I, I mean, Kerry was just was just obviously a disaster. Um, and and that was all out in the front. I mean, at, at least Bush respects our troops. Uh, you know, um, everything else is is up for grabs, of course, as as, as yeah. we, certainly as we found out. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not an exciting thing to do, you know. But I'm going to wait until election day to vote prop, and that's because uh, I go and vote, and then I go to this little uh, little deli at this. Uh, at this kind of half convenience store, half grocery store uh, place down here, uh, you know, in in Burlington, or up here in Burlington, and uh, and and get a nice hamburger, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, that I sounds good. They, they, yeah, oh, they they, they they they've been uh, they've been featured on the Food Channel. They make the best burgers in Vermont, um, and uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it it is a really good. Well, okay, put it this way: when I voted in the primaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually took I actually took a picture of the hamburger and posted it on Facebook. So. <laughs> nice bacon well, burger is really good. <laughs> good, good as it is, it, it I don't know if it's better than Waterburger, but it can't be better than Kincaid's. <laughs> well, well, you know what? I mean, this is this is another thing that, and this this brings us into progressiveness here. Okay. Yeah. Everybody talks about how everything is going to be great in 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 a, in a progressive paradise. Utopia. All right. Yeah. Oh, oh definitely. Uh, there is Burlington, Vermont here, biggest city in Vermont. Um, we have a sandwich shop, um, that's here that does not deliver. It closes down about midnight and we have, we have a pizza place and you can order right up until one in the morning, uh, any day of the week. All right. And, and that's it. Then everything is closed. You know, unless, unless you <laughs> want to go to the one or two Cumberland farms, that happen to be in the state of Vermont, you have to drive out there. You can't order from them. I think there's yeah. a uh, you know there, there's a Denny's um, that's um, in in South Burlington that you can go to if you have a car, you know. But if you want anything delivered, forget about it. Now you contrast that with where you are <laughs> in Texas right now. Yeah, you my heart goes back. out to you, Ag. At nine o'clock, uh-huh. my city rolls the sidewalks up and puts them away for safety. Oh no! But look at Fort Worth. Yeah. Look at Fort Worth. <laughs> My God, man! You know you can you can get almost you, you can get all kinds of stuff delivered. And, and yeah, well, shoot. I mean, again, you got to have a car to do it. But what the heck? You know, Whataburger stays yeah. up all night long. Yeah, you Whataburger know, you can, you, does. That's true. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, live, of course, in a little tiny city called Halton. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's real small. Exactly. But I got Fort Worth, and there's things that never close in Fort Worth if you're willing to oh, yeah. get up and go. Yeah, I'm too lazy. I want everybody to bring me stuff. Hey, Ag, oh, awesome. I am out of yes. uh, adult beverages, and we have not been able to say happy birthday to his large ship himself, the Ken McClinton, who had a birthday uh, a couple of days uh, ago. Uh, Thursday cool. it was, and we were going to wish him a happy birthday, but he canceled his own show, too, on Thursday. <laughs> so, everybody, I'm going to go grab another adult beverage, and I'm going to play this for him. Happy birthday, Ken. Hi. And I'll be right back. We heard it's your birthday. So we wrote you a song. It goes like this. It's your birthday when they get you right. We get to groove on with honey on my. Cause it's your birthday, you didn't tell us. But we still got together all the time. Where are all the fellas? You're getting old. You mean you so, and me both, Rob? Yes. You, so, uh, you were getting some, I was getting rid of some. So, yeah, <laughs> some, some. So, uh, and and Ken is sixty-five this year, so it's good to know. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. He, he's he's really spry for a guy that's almost seventy. You know, he really is. And that's not tons; <laughs> that's years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you know, he he makes a few more visits to infuse. 
because you know without without you and me, then you know that there probably oh, will sure. be tons. You know, he actually <laughs> called up and apologized for Infuse and said that uh, <laughs> that he was not trying to uh, that there was no truth to the rumor that he did not want to bring me to Infuse. And I told him that I don't I, that I never heard him say that he refused to take me. I think it was uh, the fact that he refused he did not take me that he regrets. <laughs> you just saw me in my shorts. I always forget I got Periscope on for some reason. But, uh, at least I have shorts on tonight, and I'm not walking around in my underwear and a, and just a shirt. <laughs> I was going to say, just, well, it's, it's, probably, it's probably a good but, thing you don't do you don't do your show the way Jeff Mitchell does his. You know, a lot of times oh. he just does his in, in in his dressing gown. And by the yeah, way, speaking I, of that. Jeff yes, does send his uh, his regards to you, Prof, and uh, and uh, good uh, hope you know hopes and wishes and prayers for your mom. Uh, just so you have that, he's thinking about you. I meant to get on the show today, and I actually fell asleep and slept through it <laughs> with uh, two pugs on my lap. <laughs> I woke up and there were two pugs on my lap, and dog was to my left. The shepherds were both on my uh, at the feet of the chair, and Mr. Winston was to my right. But, uh, so I had all six of them piled up around me, and we took about a three-hour nap. <laughs> That's incredible. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, you know, so so you're so you were you're practicing to be an Indian from India, right? See, a, a lot of people a lot of people don't understand, you know, that uh, these a lot of these people who uh, listen to this to uh, you know '60s music, they uh, you know, there's a group called Three Dog Night, and they don't understand that 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 wasn't just a band name. That's a thing. Um, yes. You know, over in India, they they let dogs sleep on them, and that and that provides them with warmth. Warmth. And yes. <laughs> uh, if if it's if it's a five <clears throat> if it's a five dog night, that means really cold weather. <laughs> yeah, three cats alley. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes, sir. So, yes. Now that we've talked about hammers, you know, I used to. Uh, well, two things. I, I used to do my show wearing a uh, wife beater T-shirt and a pair of uh, a boxer shorts. And there you go. I used to make um, the comment pants-free radio. Uh, you, I don't know if you remember that. Mary probably does. Uh, my very <laughs> first year. And Blog Talk contacted me and told me <laughs> that I needed to wear pants when I did my show because they were getting complaints. And I said, it's radio. <laughs> I mean, I could be in a tux, and they would not know what I'm wearing. You know, I said, it's just a line. Sometimes I'm in boxer shorts. Sometimes I'm wearing jeans. Sometimes, you know, I mean, it's like, it's radio, for God's sake. But when I did Periscope, I started making sure I looked better from the chest anyway, area, uh, wearing clothes. But, uh, if it wasn't so bloody hot in Texas all the time, I, I wouldn't have shorts on. And, oh, oh um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean... It's it's almost it's almost well. <clears throat> Texas is a lot like Australia in that way. You know, people people uh, you know talk about Australians and about how they wear shorts all the time. Well, my God, you know um, they have to because it's yeah. bloody hot down there most of the year. There's a culture down there, like in Hawaii. You know, where the Hawaiian shirts. There are certain yeah. classes of Hawaiian shirt print, printed shirts that are considered dress. And those that are considered casual. And so when you go out, you know, you better know which one you got on because you don't want to go to a nice restaurant wearing a casual Hawaiian print shirt. You need your dress ones. And (laughs) and the same with Australia, you know, they they've got classes of of short shirts and uh, shorts that are considered to be okay to go out. And uh, and some that are, you know, you should be using when you work around the house and not in public. There you go. Uh, yep, but <laughs> Texas is getting that way. It's all—it's a blue jean uh, dress code down here most of the time. But 
in the well, summer, has been, yeah. I'm seeing more and more people um, wearing shorts. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. It, it, well, it's always been that blue jean culture. Um, you know, I mean, my God. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I live alone. You know, I could run around here naked if I wanted to. But, you know, okay. that, with, with, my luck, with, with my luck, if I did that, people would be coming to the door every five minutes. So, if, you know, if, if nothing yeah. else, I'm wearing a pair of, uh, you know, I'm wearing a pair of cargo shorts, that's, you know. That's right. <laughs> you may be blind, but the rest of us aren't, Ag. And, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm, we'll see that. We'll, see, there you go, Prof. I'm I'm actually performing a public service here. I'm I'm trying to save everybody else's vision. Okay, mine's going right. away, so <laughs> I don't want anybody else to lose theirs. <laughs> so that's what happened. One day in a mirror, you lost your vision. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm that way. I wear jeans to church and stuff here too. But uh, you know, you go to our church and you see somebody wearing a pair of uh, Levi blue jeans and a $200 shirt, you know, <laughs> just so oh, there funny. You go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dress- our hats cost Dress- more than our clothes do. <laughs> oh, certainly. Yeah. And, 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 you know, yeah, you have, you have, uh, and, and I, I actually still have this mentality. You, you have dress jeans that you only wear when you go out because, you know, there's, there's, there's yeah. no, you know, there's not much wear on them and stuff like that. And they're nice, you know, whatever color they are. I usually wear black. Um, you know, they're, they, you know, it's nice and like deep black, you know, and everything. And, you know, all the, all the, um, all the accoutrements on it are nice and shiny and all that, you know, and, and, and you, you just, you just feel good doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. You don't just wear it anywhere. Of course, here I come riding up on my Harley Davidson, you know, jeans and a, an Aloha shirt and <laughs> my hair going everywhere. And cause it's like gossamer when I pull the helmet oh, yeah. off, it just sticks up in the air. And, uh, yeah. but yeah, the, um, that's the freedom you have folks, now that I look like, what's that? Uh, no, no, go ahead, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you talking that, uh, I was just laughing. Someone put up the word speedo in the, in the channel. I didn't get to see what it oh, referenced, but I saw the word speedo at, uh, and I was just laughing because, you know, in, in the seventies, I was an AAU, a timer, swimmer, and diver. And I was really good and uh, was going to the Pan Ams. Um, broke my ankle at the Pan Ams, so I, uh, but it was okay anyway because Carter boycotted the Olympics, so we didn't end up going anyway. But, but I was a really yeah, good Yeah, dodged a bullet there. And what's that? I said dodged a bullet there. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you, former President Carter. Yeah, yeah. thank you. At, yeah. Um, but... Uh, I, I wore a purple Speedo, <laughs> and I could pull it off back in the 70s. Now, I, now I'd probably be arrested on site for having, having a Speedo on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, people would, people would tell you, to, you know, uh, to, uh, to, you know, to, you know, get that thing out of here, or you know, well, I can cover it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They or, might even suggest a burka, you know. <laughs> I, I'd be more worried about yeah, you know, a burkini. I, uh, I'd be more worried about somebody with a harpoon if I got out there in the water. My uh, my ex-wife was actually speared three times while we were swimming once. (laughs) Well, I don't know if, I don't know if the, if if the audience wants to hear about your honeymoon prop, but uh, you know, the, the thing, thing, uh, you know, the thing that, that has gotten me since, since that debate, yes, is, is just the childishness, that goes on with with the with the way the uh, you know the media has been treating this whole thing and uh, you know I think I have an answer for your for your guy who you know went up and snatched those notes yeah it, it was 
it was a uh, it was a Clinton operative, and there were probably some notes of some stuff on there, some zingers that she wanted to throw it at Trump, and she wanted to save them for next time, and, and she didn't want you know some nosy reporter going up there and snatching up the notes. Uh, yeah. You know, I often I often thought that if I ever ran for president, I'd uh, uh, you know, and, and I and, and I went for a debate like that, I'd uh, I you know I I you know hopefully would have learned learned braille by then, and you know I'd I'd, I'd get a bunch of three by five cards like you know like like you do sometimes when uh, you're making notes for debates and speeches and stuff right, and you know mm-hmm. I'd, I'd I'd put stuff I'd put stuff on there you know about uh, you know network reporters and stuff like that and say oh well you know uh, this, this you know this woman's fat you know this <laughs> you know this guy's face looks like the back end of a horse. <laughs> Sure. And I just you know, <clears throat> accidentally leave them on the, on the podium when I left, <laughs> and just 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 to make them, just to make them go through the painstaking trouble of 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 translating the braille just just to hear that they suck, <laughs> right? And let them hear it about themselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. before I forget, we have White Mamba here, and uh, we have Cog, Crazy Nation Radio, Doc, uh, guest. 1543, which may be my favorite listener of all time, and the Tsarina Mary's here, and all the other Love people you, that are in in here, White Mamba, Kelly Krieg, and the others that are in Periscope. Now, this is interesting, though, Ag, because the candidates are not allowed to bring pre-filled out notes. They're allowed to bring an empty pad of paper up there. Oh, I did not know that. Make, yeah, they can make notes while they're at the podium, and if you watch the debates, as soon as Hillary gets to her podium, she starts writing things like she's trying to remember what she was just told and that she's trying to write it down so that she has it, right? Yeah. yeah of yeah, course, yeah. Trump doesn't really mess with that the whole whole time. But uh, but they're not allowed to bring pre-filled out notes or Zinger cards or any of that stuff. And, um, right, right. And then if you take the incident of that pad of paper being scribbled up, um, she's drawing hearts. She's probably trying to say, uh, well, never mind. <laughs> Family show. I think I'll I'll not say that. But but um, there now there's people out there saying that if you look at her clothing, you know, I always when I look at people, I look for a concealed weapon. It's just a habit of mine. Uh, being military, <laughs> being a Texan, you know, and everybody down here is armed, so I always look just to see who who I need to pay attention to if anything happens. And so I look to see if I can spot any bulges or any, any way they hold their body. Cause you know, when you have a weapon on, you tend to hold your body differently. And most people that aren't trained, uh, like being in the military, that they'll, they'll use their hand in such a way that it kind of hovers around their hip where the gun is or, you know, wherever it is, they act differently. But, um, uh, there was somebody who was watching it who noticed that there was a bump in the back of Hillary's clothes and it looked like a wire hanging out. And you're thinking, there you go. You know, the last time her and Trump were at it, they had those earplug things that we talked about. And uh, and she may have done it again this time. I kept looking in her ears to see if I could tell, but the way her hairstyle was, you couldn't see in them very well. Well, okay. Yeah. So what do you say about that? The top of her ears was covered. (laughs) The the tops of her ears were covered. (laughs) The, the tops of her ears were covered, Prof, and uh-huh. um, you know they could have, uh, you know, they could have had a little, a little plastic, um, a little plastic tube going into into her ear canals, and they could, the makeup guys could have, could have made those those things, you know, not look shiny, so right. they wouldn't be caught. Um, so yeah, well, it's matte finish. Yeah. Right. Correct. Yeah. 
so yeah, they already look I, I really skin think... color, you know. They it wouldn't have been much to make them up so that you can't tell it away from her flesh color, and then boom. Uh, yep. uh, both both in Periscope and in in Blog Talk, I'm getting that it was bulletproof vests. <laughs> no, right. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think Hillary would wear those. To be honest, it's people who don't like Hillary that have to wear bulletproof vests uh, to prevent suicides, and, uh, especially in the back and in the heads. <laughs> well, you know, you know that that blocky thing that was in her back prop. I mean, that that, that might have been that that might have been her wallet. I mean, that's getting real fat with these uh, with these yeah. special interests uh, contributing well, to her. You know, uh, <laughs> I should think she pays people to carry her money. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, you'd think so. Yeah, you'd think so. <laughs> but that's that. Yeah. Well, see, my her. first thought was it was part of the, you know, because I've gone on TV shows and stuff. Believe it or not, I just don't talk about it. But I've been on shows where I've had to, uh, and and I learned my lesson the very first time I did it when I told them hell no to the makeup. I said I'm a, I'm a guy. I'm not wearing any stupid makeup, and then I look like The Walking Dead on the TV show where everybody else looked normal. But mm-hmm. um, but I, you know, they put this like big huge transceiver battery pack and you've got it on your back you know of your pants hooked up. yeah right mm-hmm. and you're mic'd up but but i didn't see them mic'd up it looked like they were using podium mics they didn't have they boom were. mics and they didn't have lapel mics so i thought well the, if that was a bulge it wasn't a uh a lapel mic uh battery pack. no that was not a trend that that was not a uh a uh a transmitter that that's what you know of course you know this uh this is for the listeners you know um a radio mic like that, you know, if you watch NFL football, you see the referees using them all the time, and uh, that's what they have. You know, if you put a nine volt battery in one, it'll last you, eh, you know, decent decent nine volt battery. You got about three hours worth of use out of it. Um, yeah. You know, and um, you know, but a game. <laughs> if it was, yeah, but if it was an earpiece that she needed just to receive, uh, that can be very very small. You know, you can you can put button batteries in those things. And and get the same amount of time. She she could have had plenty of power for one of those. Uh, she could have could have had enough power for for again, you know, uh, a uh, you know, a, a two hour debate, you know. Yeah. Uh, that. And so spec ops, we had stuff like that. And um, sure. And yeah, you're right. Those watch battery uh, things, you know, like two or three stacked mm-hmm. up on top of each other would have lasted all the time she needed for a ninety minute debate. Oh, yeah. all the time or more. Yeah, just yeah. for a receiver, absolutely. If it's not transmitting, it's 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 hardly using any power at all. You know, yeah, if it's I just mean, receiving, and they wouldn't have been. Yeah. Uh, but what bothers me is I want to say there it is, she did it. But on the other hand, if all they needed was a receiver and not a transceiver, which means they can transmit and receive, if it was simply Correct. a receiver, then they wouldn't have needed anything bulky. And no, that they would not. Showed. No, so that, I don't that get thing you know, that I No, no, I agree with you. That thing, that thing that we saw, that was something else. I don't know what it was. I I've heard some crazy theories. It's like an anti-cough machine. I'd love to have one of those things. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, um and and all sorts of other crazy stuff. Now, now if, now, if I have a theory uh, that it's a defibrillator and uh and that it would restart her mind and her brain her brain and her heart every 5 minutes because <laughs> there you go. That's why her face looked like it was an electrostatic shock, you know, and the whole time. Well, you know what else it could <laughs> Oh, man, you know what else it could be? Um mm. Now, uh, try this on. Um, it could be one of those um, one of those uh, automated insulin injectors. 
uh, yes. you know, I mean, she, she has gained considerable weight. And yes. sometimes when, when you're, you're a diabetic, you get that. And, you know, uh, you, can get, you can get those automated insulin injectors. You can either get them implanted in you, or, or they do have external right. models. And they they're have about external, that yeah. big. And well, I, you know, I know that big that black guy that follows her around with the epinephrine pen? Right. I thought maybe that it was an epinephrine ejector that they might have so that they could push a remote control button and it shoot her into in case she starts falling down or something that they could, you know, inject her so that with adrenaline or epinephrine or whatever so that she doesn't right. fall down at the podium. Um, uh, and, and then uh, knowing that Hillary Clinton is full of crap, I thought maybe it was the latest technological uh, colostomy bag that she was carrying. And, uh, <laughs> but who knows? So lots, lots of good stuff, um, especially for Alex Jones. To uh, oh, talk about. absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Glenn Beck evidently, who is making oh, Alex yeah. Jones look more legitimate every day. Um, oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. And and by the way, <laughs> I want to point out to those that were listening to the show earlier that uh, that the um, uh, the future danger website. I do not like liken that to Alex Jones. I was hoping that he would. He would explain how his is, you know, news sources from all over. Uh, I was hoping he would distance himself a little from Alex Jones, but, but you know, not, Alex Jones didn't get everything wrong either. I don't want to make that sound like that either. But you go to Alex Jones, you can get a lot of crazy. Um, oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. So <laughs> you want normal? Don't come to this Jones either. <laughs> well, well, you know, yeah. the thing, the thing is, Prof. You know, I think, uh, you know, personally. You know, I think people should just be smart news consumers. You know, I mean, <laughs> if you find something, you know, if you find something that's, uh, you know, if you find a story, uh, you know, corroborate it. You know, go and, you know, search around, look looking at, at other sources and, you know, see, see you know, which, you know, which one, uh, see if it's not corroborated somewhere else. Because, right. you know, I, I, get, I get all kinds of stories like, hey, look at this incredible thing, you know, and it's on, it's on, you know, like, you know, um, Newsaloid or some some weird kind of website, you know, and 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 you look at it and you go, uh, you know, uh, okay, I've never heard of these people before. What what the heck is this? And 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 you look around, and you can't see it anyplace else but you know the uh, basically the uh, the uh, crazy pages, you know. <laughs> what pisses me off about that ag is that they have 120 million hits and I have eight. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That, yeah. that that that's it. Yeah, I mean those those. Well, it, part of the reason, part of the reason for this is we don't we don't trust the government, we don't trust the media, and they've given us good reason not to. Both of them have given us excellent reason not to trust them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's 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 my view. And, and I mean, back you know twenty, thirty, forty years ago, all of the, a lot of this stuff would be considered conspiracy theory, nut job stuff. But I mean. We found out um, in the past uh, in the past seven years that uh, it, our, our government has basically been uh, been uh, you know spying on all of us. And yes, there us. was a time, <laughs> yeah, there was a time when when uh, when you if you had said that people would have would have wanted to throw a net over you. And now we found out it's real. Well, um, you know, so, I was in electronic intelligence, uh, right? And, uh, electronic security. And let me tell you something. Back in the eighties. We were absolutely paranoid 
about accidentally listening to an American's conversation on a phone or something. Uh, we've mm-hmm. been over backwards to avoid anything that may intrude on the privacy rights of an American citizen. And, you know, we worked with the Puzzle Palace and the CIA and, and, uh, and whatnot, but, but those organizations bent over backwards to make sure that we, we had an outward look, not an inward look. But today, I don't know is that you can really even tell the difference. And with our enemies living next door to us now, I'm mm-hmm. not so sure that, you know, we're not going to have to revisit this uh, legally, uh, constitutionally. And it scares the crap out of me that the people that we have in leadership in this country right now are the ones we'll have to turn to for that look because I don't I trust know. them. And, and you know, and, and they're, they're starting to set this up where they're a different class of people than us instead of from us and working for us. And that scares me. We're going to be talking oh, about that, Ag, on Thursday's show. I will be... Uh, and the next shows, we're going to start doing okay. some primers on Article One and Two of the Constitution. We're going to poke Excellent. our finger in the bureaucr- bureaucracy's eyes, and uh, and we're going to be looking at the enumerated powers of the Constitution and what presidents and, and con- congressmen are actually allowed to do, and uh, and the state uh-huh. of bureaucracy in this country, the fifth level of government, uh, fifth, excuse me, fifth or fourth column of government. Uh, and and I'm state, going to lay out the case that I find them unconstitutional. Go ahead. Well, no, I was I was gonna, I think you meant fourth estate, but prop, you got three yeah, minutes left. That's it. And, uh, so and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, looking at about seven different things right now, and I'm just <laughs> the wrong word. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you got three about three minutes left. I want to thank you for letting me on uh, come on your program and uh, discuss this stuff. Everybody, please visit the Unpleasant Blind Guy page at Spreaker.com. I'm going to have a new show, or got a new show out right now, uh, and yeah. some of it has to do with what the prop just talked about. I'm going to have a blockbuster of a show come out on the 8th of this month. Before you vote, listen to that one. Prop, thank you again. I really appreciate yes, you, man. Thank yeah. you. I figured since I had you on live, I'd skip making you listen to your own show. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yes, sir. Yes. You're welcome. Agadorable, everybody. The unpleasant blind guy on uh, on. Spreaker, you can find them, or is it SoundCloud? I can't remember. You still there, Egg? No, gone. still here. It's, uh, oh, it's yeah. Spreaker dot SoundCloud. Spreaker dot com. Yes, Spreaker dot com, and uh, at at the SHR Media YouTube page, and uh, yeah, you can find me there. And I'm also on iTunes. Thank you, Prof, and uh, God bless everybody. Bye. All right, we got about sixty seconds here, everybody. Um, thank you for coming, friends and neighbors, enemies. Tell them all. Click on the like and follow buttons, uh, Twitter, Facebook, it all. Tell everybody, get it going. Let's get this conversation going because what we're talking about on this show mostly is something we need to know and talk about. And uh, my uncle, my mother's brother, it's his birthday tonight as well. And so we will leave with uh, a a birthday song for him as well. And uh, – Thanks, White Mamba. Ag's always great on my show, isn't he? He helps carry me. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, Uncle Carol, happy birthday. And uh, Mom, I love you. I'm so glad you're back from the hospital. And thank you, everybody, for your prayers and thoughts and good wishes. Uh, this has been a pretty stressful week. I had brown hair at the beginning of the week. Now look at me. <laughs> good night, everybody. See you Thursday, 7 p.m. Central Texas time. For more primers. Thank you.
Once a year we celebrate with stupid hats and plastic plates The fact that you were able to make another trip around the sun And the whole clan gathers round and gifts and laughter do abound And we let out a joyful sound and sing that stupid song Happy birthday, now you're one year older Happy birthday, your life still isn't over Happy birthday, you did not accomplish much But you didn't die this year, I guess that's good enough Let's drink to your fading health and hope you don't remind yourself Your chance of finding fame and wealth decrease with every year Does it feel like you're doing laps and eating food and taking naps And hoping that someday perhaps your life will hold some cheer Happy birthday! What have you done that matters? Happy birthday! It's starting to get fatter Happy birthday! It's downhill from now on Try not to remind yourself your best years are all gone If cryogenics were all free, then you could live like Walt Disney and live for all eternity inside a block of ice. But instead your time is set, this is the only life you get, and though it hasn't ended yet, sometimes you wish it might. Happy birthday! You wish you had more money. Happy birthday! Your life's so sad, it's funny. Happy birthday! How much more can you take? But your friends are hungry, so just cut the stupid cake. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday!